Hi and welcome to the Homeopathy Health Show. I'm Atik Amudbati, a fourth generation homeopath with over 25 years of professional experience and practice in this field of healing. The Homeopathy Health Show is the online voice of homeopathy around the world, promoting and raising awareness of this truly unique system of healing, which is suitable for all ages, young and old. Every week I invite guests from the world of homeopathy to come and share their experiences, their work, offer insights and essentially talk all things homeopathy. Why not visit www.liketreatslike.co.uk and click on the radio and podcast button to listen to the latest episodes. So let's begin today's show here on UK Health Radio, the world's number one talk health radio. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Homeopathy Health Show here on UK Health Radio. I'm your host, Atik Amadbati. I do hope you're well. Now, my guest this week on the show is Manny Norland, who is the principal of the School of Homeopathy and the School of Health. Manny grew up with homeopathy and trained in 1999 at the school. He has studied with many leading homeopaths, including Jan Scholten, Dr. Rajan Sankaran, Miranda Castro and Jeremy Scher. Manny Norland, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the Homeopathy Health Show here on UK Health Radio. Thank you so much. I know you're extremely busy, but it's just a delight to to have you on the podcast. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. And yeah, thank you very much for the invite. And I hope I'm able to communicate something fun and interesting about homeopathy for all your listeners. Absolutely. Uh, it's... Um, well, where do we start, actually? it's uh, There's so many things that I want to ask you, um, that I want you to share with the listeners. But I suppose what would be timely is to actually start at the beginning and to ask you what it was like growing up in a family of homeopaths. You know, what, was those, what were those feelings? Were, were you engaged from a young age or did something click at a certain age? And, and as, as you matured and you thought, oh, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. Ah, right. Okay. Well, there's several layers to that. I mean, I remember feeling um, safe and looked after by my father, um, who was a homeopath. And um, I was a little boy when he was training to be a homeopath. And then he became a very successful homeopath in North London, where we lived in Crouch End. Uh, I think he was known as the barefoot homeopath. And he had a long ponytail back then in the 70s and looked rather, looked rather cool and flower power. And I had various ailments that needed help and uh, never really went to the doctors because my dad was always looking after me. So I think it kind of gave a sense of safety and security and a real knowing that your dad could help you. And these little uh, magic pills that he would that he would bring out and they would they would work their wonders. And, you know, I had, of course, I had lots of the usual kiddie ailments like measles and chicken pox and coughs and colds and scrapes and bumps. But I do remember specifically having um, uh, eczema, very itchy, very sore eczema in the pit, you know, in the backs of my knees and, and in, in my backs of my elbow joints, uh, where it gets hot and sweaty and itchy. And that, you know, that went on for some time, um, some years, I think. And I just remember it being horrible and, uh, and the homeopathy not quite getting it. But then eventually, Misha did prepare this uh, concoction for me, like a little tincture that I used to take a, take a drop of each day. 
and then slowly, slowly, this uh, eczema um, disappeared, and I'm pleased to say has has never returned. And so that you know that was that was a real kind of turning point for me that with the power of homeopathy. But our family has always been interested in education, in art, and in in natural medicine and and healing. So I was naturally more into the arts and more gifted in those areas. So I went off down my route to being a, to being a graphic designer and um, setting up and working in London and sort of forging my own path and had very little interest in homeopathy in those teenage and early twenties, you know, much like mm. many people, you don't want to do what your dad did. You want to do something different. So I went off and did my different thing and I kind of, you know, became successful in that line of work um, as an art director and then a management of, of design teams and working for some of the leading agencies and had a lot of fun. There's a lot of creativity and hey, London's a great city to live in if you've got money in your pocket. So I was enjoying myself. <laughs> um, but eventually, you know, a time comes when you start to question in your late 20s, early 30s, you start to question whether this is what you want to do for the rest of your life. And I wasn't sure whether it was. And so I had this idea that I would go and do my dad's course, maybe just a year of it, because it would be a good idea to know some homeopathy and be able to look after my family like he looked after his family. And so I told my wife, Amanda, that I wanted to do this. And to my delight, she said, yeah, I want to do it too. So um, we had an escape route from London and we would go, you know, one weekend a month to the School of Homeopathy, which was then in Devon, and we would have our lectures. And then you would do your home directed learning. And it was, you know, it was a lot to do a full time job and to do that at the same time, but not impossible. And we really enjoyed the work and we were very passionate about it. And we learned a lot about homeopathy and it kind of switched a light on for me. You know, I was kind of like, wow, OK, this is what my dad does. I kind of got it. You know, I'd grown up around homeopaths. I'd grown up around the school. I'd enjoyed all the philosophical questions and the meaning of life questions and what does it mean to be human and all these different remedy descriptions and portraits. And it was interesting, but I didn't know it like you know it when you go and study it for, for a year. And that really brought it home. And then I think, you know, my wife and I were wondering about whether to stay in London and what would we do um, and we thought actually natural medicine is a really nice sector. It's a lovely profession. It's full of caring people that are generally into nature and the environment and planet and they're compassionate, kind people. It was kind of like, what's not to like? <laughs> yeah, of course. And um, helping people and learning a healing modality is obviously a, a wonderful thing to do too. So then out of the blue, a friend of my father's was selling his business. And so my wife and I decided to remortgage our house and buy his, his business. And so that's what we did. And that was, that's how we left London and kind of got involved. And that was the start of the School of Health. So he had been running, it was then called Alternative Training. Um, his name was Stuart. We bought it off Stuart in 1980. He, he started it in 1987. We bought it from him in 2005. And it was a very well-run business. He, he used to be an engineer. It was nicely put together, but it wasn't a very pretty business. And we came with our branding expertise and thought, we can do something with this. 
So we went to work on it and rebranded it School of Health and added some more courses and redesigned all the courses and started doing online and movie lectures and just really kind of revitalizing and giving it new energy. And then my father said, well, why don't you get involved with the School of Homeopathy attendance course as well? And then in 2006, I started to work with the core team there and getting involved with that. And so, yeah, that's probably quite a long-winded story, but that is, that's my little journey through homeopathy and how I got involved um, with the school and ended up taking over from my dad. You know, what's, what's really beautiful about what you've just said is the fact that there's a time and place for everything. And you went away and you got some additional skills and knowledge, which is now actually helping you every day, probably, um, for both the schools, for the School of Homeopathy and for the School of Health. And I think that's really, really important. That, and, I've, and I've seen this with so many homeopaths that some of them do graduate, some of when they've graduated, they perhaps go straight into practice and they think, oh, no, I, I don't want to do that yet, you know, and um, they leave and they come back, but they come back so much stronger and so much better. So um, there is no hard and fast rule. And I think that's actually the beauty of the flexibility and the blessing of homeopathy in it, itself. Yeah, you see people from all walks of life coming to homeopathy from from uh, youngsters that are just coming out of university or even people that have just finished A-levels that are interested in a healing profession and want to do something that's close to nature. Um, but uh, also a lot of adult uh, learners, you know, that have had a successful career beforehand and then they're questioning that and they want to do something. They want to do something to help people. They want to do something to help the planet. They want to do something where they can work from home and be their own boss and in charge of their own career and their own hours and their own salary. And that, you know, homeopathy gives you all of that flexibility whilst at the same time working with people and helping people to get better. Um, so it's incredibly uh, rewarding profession to work in as well. And again, uh, just before the podcast, we were actually, I was, I was um, just for everyone's uh, interest, I was joking with uh, Manny Norland about the fact that I've never met a homeopath who says, oh, I hate my job. And, but on a, on a serious level, it is actually so true because that's the beauty of homeopathy. Once you go into it, there is so much flexibility, but there's so much beauty as far as healing is concerned, as far as serving humanity is concerned, that it just brings out the best in human beings because it certainly, you know, it, it's, it's not a financial gain. I mean, money aside anyway. But healing is very much to do with with love and compassion and empathy and an inner inner desire to help genuinely to help people get better to get themselves up on their feet or back on their feet, you know. Um, yeah. And maybe even sometimes, you know, for them to pull their socks up and and get out there, you know, and yeah. uh, and be themselves and and shine. Yeah, I mean, we see a massive transition from when people start the homeopathy course to when they finish. You know, a real kind of blossoming of the person and opening up um, because um, certainly at our school and I think at others, you know, when you study homeopathy, there's a lot of um, growth in the person through self-awareness and self-development. Um, the study and our course is very reflective. And so it really makes you look at what it means to be human and who you are as a person, because in order to help others and heal others, you really need to understand 
your sort of own peaks and troughs of your own personality mm. um, and your, you know, your kind of judgments so that you can, so that you can work and help, help other people. But in going through that, you know, through the three or four years learning to become a homeopath, you see a real trans transition um, in yourself. And so, you know, I always say to students, it's, it, it's an absolute gift to yourself to train to be a homeopath because you're going to completely um, transform and develop as a human being for, you know, for the better. And on top of that, you're going to learn the skill of how to heal other people through, through homeopathy and be able to go out and make a, make a career of that. You know, the courses are vocational. They lead to registration and insurance with the professional bodies. So after doing the four year course, you know, you are, you are set up as a homeopath. And I remember vividly a student saying to me, you know, I was saying, what's it like to study homeopathy? You know, trying to get the student perspective and all these lovely, lovely things coming through. But one said to me, well, it's like going to a university all about yourself because you learn about what it means to be human and a human being as well as, as well as healing. And I thought, you know, I thought, yeah, that's, that, that is kind of true. And that, that side of homeopathy, you've got, you've got the kind of philosophical and the theory and the methodology and the principles, but it does have a, a quite an esoteric side to it if you, if you want to engage with it. And if you do, that, that can be very, yeah, very awakening and, and self-developmental. And of course, you're going to learn about all the different remedies, you know, on, on the courses you learn about usually around a hundred of the most common remedies. But currently in homeopathy, there's around 6,000 different remedies. You're never going to learn them all, but you know, that's what the computers and the books are for. You need to mm. learn how to study the remedies. And of course, you're going to learn about the case management, you know, taking a case, being with a patient, case analysis, the, the sort of differentiation of the remedies and prescribing and treatment plans. So it's, it's a rich and diverse um, learning that, that suits all, all sorts. You know, it starts from the beginning and takes somebody through it. You don't need to have any background in medicine to study to be a homeopath. And like you were saying about my career, it almost doesn't matter what you bring to homeopathy, it will be useful. You will be able to integrate it into your practice and um, whether it's business or marketing skills or whether you were a teacher and maybe you do some teaching in homeopathy, whether you used to love writing and you write articles or a blog or whether, um, whether you worked in, in, in medicine before as a nurse or a doctor and, or a clinician or a pharmacist. So really it doesn't, doesn't matter um, what you bring to homeopathy, that, that, will, that will be helpful too. Absolutely, I 100% I agree with you. And as you were just talking there, I was just listening in case um, everyone is wondering what that noise is, the bird song. They're not coming from, from my room. They're actually in the probably the, the <laughs> beautiful place that uh, Manny is sitting in. They're so It's so calming actually listening to you because the bird song is in the back. It's just so wonderful. It oh, really yes. is magical. We're blessed with, with lots of birds. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually leads me to the next point. You know, it's homeopathy, like like we've, you, you said, is is very much a, a way of life, and it molds somebody over the over the course. For example, that you've just um, highlighted the four year course, it um, molds you to care for the welfare of others, to have this empathy and this compassion. Mm. And but one of the most important things within that is also environment. When you're studying, I, I know that the environment that the School of Homeopathy is based in is extremely important. And you mentioned on your on the website, homeopathyschool.com, about nurturing, about learning together, about 
hanging out together about this organic garden where you can taste the delights of fresh produce, for example, mm. and this um, virtual community of healers. That is so, so important, I think. I, I, it's, it's especially nowadays in a modern connected world where everything is buzzing at all times. It's so nice to be grounded. Mm. Because, uh, you, what are you, you know, the, the fact that you can be grounded and be able to learn is important because it actually switches you off from everything around you so that you can actually go in deeper and understand yourself and learn and be receptive. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. No, we, we are lucky to have um, an attendance course as well as an as well as a distance learning course and the attendance course we have a beautiful venue here in Stroud on the edge of the Cotswolds and uh, it's a 19th century manor house set in 42 acres it's a wonderful place to come and study you know it does it makes up we have students coming from all across the UK some occasionally from abroad and it doesn't matter, you know, how long your journey is. When you get here, you kind of feel like you're at home. You're there for the weekend. It's residential. Um, it's got a natural spring on site. As you say, there's an organic vegetable garden and a community farming scheme. And one of the things that we ask the students is that everyone stays for lunch. And all four years, plus all the teachers, you know, have these wonderful lunches together where it's a real buzz of um of ideas and mixing of the groups and that is really a, a melting pot for the students and then they hang out in the evenings chatting about homeopathy in the evening so a lot of learning happens outside of the class as well and we're very lucky to have 16 teachers on the attendance course even more across the home study course so we have a real wide variety of, of um, teachers across the course uh, including Many of the world's best homeopaths have taught for the school and allowed themselves to be recorded and are in the movie library for students on both the home study and attendance. And then, yeah, on the distance learning course, we've got students in over 100 countries. It's, it's the same setup as the attendance, but instead of live lectures, they're professionally edited and recorded movie lectures. And there's a whole community of of learners coming together on the online learning system that meet through the webinars and the online clinics and um, through the tutor group meetings and all the other facilities that, that bring the students together. So yes, it's a, it's a vibrant community of, of learners interested in natural medicine and homeopathy and it's, it's, it's fun and it's passionate and it's addictive and yeah, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good thing to do. It's so it's a it's a great vibe, and I think I can we can I can certainly feel the passion in your right. harmonics, certainly, which actually leads me on to the twelve reasons to study, which you've mentioned. And one of these one of those twelve reasons, which I I really really liked, was that you're not you're creating healers, not just practitioners. And I think this environment and the fact that people can make friends, they can befriend one another, and there's this community is is key to this and i i must uh, commend you on that i think it's it's wonderful because as a as a homeopath and, and yourself as a homeopath it's not just homeopathy sometimes it just needs somebody to listen and that comes into you know as far as the umbrella of homeopathy is concerned um, comes into the healing aspect to listen 50 percent yes. of an ailment can go when somebody comes in a natural state as an example of many states but or an ignatius state and just by talking to you they, they feel so much better. And uh, I, and I think that's, that's so, so important that we're not just practitioners. We are healers. Mm. 
And even though, you know, 20 years back, people may have mocked, let's say, sadly, that, oh, what does that mean? You're a healer. But nowadays, it's actually very, very true. It's it's a very professional standard that you we are healers, as in we are able to listen, we're able to observe, to analyze, and then as a result of that, we're able to help and assist through homeopathic remedies and through even counseling and so forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the, the understanding around homeopathy has, has, has grown a lot. And I think there are shifts, you know, from the material to the vital, from the left to the right, from from black to white you know everything moves in cycles and patterns and of course you know Gaia and humans and the earth does that as well and there was there was a time where people were more connected to nature and more interested in in that side of things and we have you know we have moved or are moving through a sort of very sciencey materialistic transition but there is you know there is a sort of uprising around that um spear you know pushed by by climate change and a need to reconnect with the with the planet and nature which is a good and, and healthy thing and so yes the idea of of being a healer and kind of reconnecting uh, come comes back round um, but there's a much deeper understanding of of natural medicine now than there used to be people are better at, at talking about it and communicating about it i remember when i was a kid you know nobody um, I would say what my dad did, and nobody really knew what homeopathy was. Whereas now, if you ask somebody what homeopathy is, they generally know that it's natural medicine, you know, that it's alternative. They might think that it's mostly to do with plants. They might not understand that it uses anything from nature can be can be turned into a homeopathic remedy. So there are plant, animal and and mineral mineral remedies, and they might not fully understand the, the potentization process that's used to make sure that these substances are incredibly um, gentle in their in their action so you get hardly any um, side effects but there is you know there is a much wider understanding and use of homeopathy i think you know latest figures are that around 600 million people around the world use homeopathy it's it's absolutely huge in in india and brazil and and germany and it's you know we mustn't forget how big it is in the uk as well there are around 3,000 practitioners in the UK. Between 10 and 15% of the population use homeopathy every day. You know, it's it's an important um, system of medicine that is that is growing in, in popularity and good. You know, because we need more sustainable, green, natural medicine, and it's you know it's a great place to it's a great place to start. Why why would you pollute your body with um, chemicals and toxins from drugs? if you could try the natural a natural system of medicine first and if that doesn't work for you then of course you've you've still got the alternative route as a, as a sort of backup you know that's that's my kind of um strategy with it and that's certainly how i look after my own my own health care and uh you know thankfully i very 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 rarely go and see my gp i can't actually remember the last time i saw them my my daughter had to go to see the GP after 22 years. Right. And, uh, it was really funny. This was last year. And um, it was hilarious because the first thing she said was, Dad, he's going to say, who are you? I said, yeah. well, you know, you That's should be good. grateful that, that it's, you know, you've come this far, you know, with homeopathy and uh, and you can get this done and it's back to homeopathy. So, yeah, saving the NHS some money. They can Absolutely. spend it for, for others that, that need it. I do remember the last time I went, actually, it was when I broke my collarbone being silly on my mountain bike. 
mm. showing off probably instead of they x-ray it and then they tell you it's broken and then they tell you to go home and let it heal <laughs> <laughs> just don't move <laughs> yeah, to be and, don't sneeze. <laughs> and then you take the homeopathy and it heals beautifully and away you go yeah, absolutely so so true and um, it's a very important point you just actually mentioned. Maybe um, the listeners may have, have missed that bit, but um, homeopathy actually is saving, as far as medicine is concerned, as far as conventional medicine is concerned, or regular medicine, it's, it's, you're saving their time because many of the everyday common ailments and conditions can be so easily um, treated with homeopathy. So there is no need to call 999 in, in the UK, certainly. That's the number for emergency services or to go in A&E in the hospital or get an emergency appointment because it can be resolved so beautifully um, at home and you're saving money, you're saving uh, time. So it's a plus point. It's so, so beautiful, isn't it? I mean, there's so many pluses. It's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would, you know, I would encourage listeners that are interested in homeopathy they should get a couple of good books. Um, you know, Miranda Castro's Handbook to Homeopathy, um, the School of Homeopathy's uh, little book um, that's under a fiver, Get Well Soon. Um, get those two books and then get yourself a homeopathic remedy kit. Um, maybe do a short first aid course in homeopathy. Again, of course, the School of Homeopathy offers offers a very reasonably priced one. And you will be amazed at how much you can do at home with a little bit of knowledge and a remedy kit. And if you then have a homeopath that you see for the more complicated stuff, you know, they'll be delighted that you've got a remedy kit and that you're doing some stuff yourself. So you can then look after the first aid, um, simple acute ailments yourself. If you get into trouble, you can call your homeopath and they can support you or you can go and see them. And like you say, if you get if, if things uh, are not going in the right direction then of course you take yourself to A&E but you will be amazed at how much you can do at home. Absolutely um, the Get Well Soon book is available on the homeopathyschool.com website or? Uh... You'll find it on there but um, if you go to schoolofhealth.com then you'll be able to purchase it in the book section. Um, it's good you mentioned School of Health because I was going to ask you because you are the principal of well, both schools the School of Homeopathy oh, yeah. and yeah. the School of Health. I don't know how you get so much time to do this. I really don't. You probably aren't sleeping very well, you know. Oh, I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> nice dreams, I hope. Wonderful <laughs> dreams. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So how is it running both schools? And, and is the School of Health actually based on the same site or is it it's a separate uh, entity in its own right? So we have um, an admin office in Stroud where both schools are run from and we have a small team there that look after everything and that um, there, there we're kind of looking after all the online students. So um, on the School of Health side, we have all the online courses in nutrition, homeopathy, herbal medicine, naturopathy, yoga and anatomy and physiology and pathology and disease. And then down in Stroud, we have a homeopathy clinic where um, the homeopaths see um, patients and we also run a low-cost clinic for those that are interested um, two different sorts one where they can see a homeopath but with the students watching um, but that's the that's our sort of cheapest option around um, 35 pounds or one where they can see a student homeopath that's being overseen by a professional homeopath 
and that's around £45. Or, of course, they can come to our clinic and see a professional, a professional homeopath. And then we have the actual venue that we use for the homeopathy attendance course, which, as you say, is on a, is on a different site, and it's on the other side of Stroud, and that's, that's Hawkwood College that we were just, that we were just talking about before. Um, so, yeah, we have these three sites, but day to day we're all, you know, we're all working in, in the admin office, which is beautiful and airy and, and uh, surrounded by um, trees and birds and water. And, yeah, it's a, it's a tranquil place to work. I, I love that, you know, trees and water, streams, they are very, what's the word? What's the best word I can come up with? I suppose they are very, it's serene, isn't it? It's it's calming. It's calming to the soul. It's calming to the heart. It's calming to the mind. And the vibrations that beautiful pastures give or beautiful surroundings are just healing in themselves. You know, that's why nature comprises of greenery there is so much greenery there is you know there's wisdom behind everything that's created and um naturally that's i mean i'll give you an example no one has ever i've never had this conversation where someone has said do you know what i really don't like the color of trees or bushes <laughs> or hedges or someone has said god i can't stand birdsong in the morning i've never no. honestly had that uh, no. because it's something natural and and your body naturally resonates with it absolutely mm. no the human eye actually sees more shades of green than any other color mm. so we're sort of naturally set up for for the countryside and and yeah if you're feeling um down or um angry or frustrated you know there's nothing like a walk in nature to to sort of bring you back to earth and connect you and there are you know there are so many ways that we can look after ourselves and um, with you know, with uh, good exercise and good um, food and diet, and the quality of of the air, the quality of your surroundings and environment, um, take giving you know giving yourself time um, in between things, um, time off and time to in, enjoy those little things, and then turning to natural medicine when you when you do run into trouble, and then you know if you do those things, you you will sleep well too, like I do. <laughs> oh that's so nice <laughs> i feel sleepy already <laughs> manny i would actually like to take this opportunity to pay tribute to <clears throat> misha norland your respected father thank you because he was an embodiment of everything good in homeopathy which is everything you know there's nothing bad in homeopathy and and i think that you know we've we've lost him far too soon and he was a real inspiration and um May may he be at peace, and I, I could hope and pray that you know this uh, all that he founded and all the work that he put in and all that love and compassion that he shared with others continues to thrive, um, not just here in the UK but around the world. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, he started the School of Homeopathy in nineteen eighty one, and we're now the oldest and longest running school in the UK. And he was also one of the founding members of the Society of Homeopaths. And he had a thriving practice for over 40 years. And of course, all, the, all of the teaching and the writing and the videos and so on. I was very, yeah, I was very close to my father and we had a lovely relationship. And it was, it was great fun, you know, working together. Mm. One of the fortuitous things that happened was that we agreed that we were going to do a new kind of filming project together um in 2001 um so uh, sorry in 2021 
Um, so I've done, I've done various videos with my father over the years, but we wanted to do a brand new set, you know, mm. in a studio setup, 4K camera, nice microphones, just make sure that the quality's really good. And we filmed him talking about every, of the, every one of the key subjects that go through the course, the idea that these videos would become part of the online learning system. And thank God we did it, you know, because got, we, we got all that lovely, fresh material of his teachings. And, you know, everyone always loves watching those videos. He's such a, an engaging personality to listen to and watch. And that real kind of compassion and knowledge shines through in his videos. Yeah. I think what's really beautiful, Manny, about those videos from, from myself, you know, as, as mm. someone who, 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 uh, learns from many as a, uh, from, uh, uh, from uh, your father, Misha, is that when he talks about homeopathy, it's very calm. It's very calming. And you know, that ability, not everybody has that. And that's a really important ability because when you're actually calm, there's more chances and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's more chances of actually being able to digest that information because it's done in such a calming manner. Whereas if you're going very fast, sometimes you think, oh, I can't handle this because we're not wired like that, you know, unless yeah. unless you are wired like that. But majority of people are not, you know, yeah. um, as far as I learning did. is concerned. And I think that makes a big difference, you know. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And, it's, and his spiritual and philosophical insights, you know, and his ability to kind of um, weave things together from mm. all sorts of different disciplines and professions into this cohesive whole is, is yeah, quite, quite an art. Now, um, Benny, you are a founding member of something very important, and you're also the chair of this, so you're a founding member and a chair of For Homeopathy. And this is the Pro Homeopathy Group, which comprises of 11 organisations in the UK. So please do share what is for homeopathy and its objectives? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. So this was this was an organisation that was really born out of the of the fire of our sceptics and detractors. And because 10, 15 years ago, I guess, you know, off the back of homeopathy becoming so popular, those that were questioning it became more and more vocal as we became more and more popular. And then um, they started to uh, manage to, you know, get into the media um, because of their connections with the media. And it was it was a little bit painful for homeopaths because we were not geared up for this. We were not expecting this. You know, we are caring, compassionate people that care about the health and well-being of people. And we're trying to do the best for them. And so suddenly to be under attack for what we were doing um, sort of caught us off guard and we weren't really prepared for it or particularly joined up as a profession when it came to these types of media attacks. And so we had to kind of get organised and um, there were various meetings in the profession. And then from one of these meetings, there was a group of eight of us from eight different organisations that got around a table and basically agreed that we needed to meet on a monthly basis mm. and that we should share some finances to do some group projects for the good of the profession. And that's, and that's what we did. And it started in 2011 and that eight has now grown to 11, I believe 10 or 11. And every year, you know, we contribute some finances and we set our kind of strategy and objectives for the year and then we meet 
around every six weeks we meet, um, sometimes in person, sometimes on Zoom. And we discuss, you know, what's going on within the sector and what, you know, if there's anything that we need to um, protect or answer or defend. And then um, we also look at projects and things that we can do to positively promote homeopathy. And so we look after um, the Find a Homeopath website, which I was very much involved in, in organising um, for the profession, which is basically a directory of all the different registers so that the patients can go to just one place hmm. to find all the register insured homeopaths in one place. And so that searches the, the um, professional homeopaths, the doctor homeopaths, the veterinary homeopaths, all there in, in one um, simple and easy to use um, place. And then on there, you'll also find lots of other information and we have the uh, Find a Homeopathy uh, uh, social media channels and we've created lots of movies and done celebrity campaigns and advertising campaigns uh, and all sorts of things over the years. And the group is, is um, still going strong. And I used to be vice chair and, and took over as chair a, a, a while back. And yeah, it's great. It's a great um, group to be involved in. And obviously it fits fits with my passion about branding and imagery and vision and strategy for businesses and professions that I used to be involved in before I came into homeopathy. So there was there was a kind of natural interest for me there. I think it's really important. I think branding shouldn't be underestimated. It's important for people to know because sometimes it can be difficult where you think, where do I go? What's a trusted site when we read reviews, for example? So it's nice to be able to have somewhere where you think, okay, do you know what? I'm going to go here because I know that it's an amalgamation of everything and it's going to be easy. And the beauty of it is, is people actually like simplicity. Google is simple and the world loves Google because it's a simple search. It's a wide screen, right? And you type text in, but you yeah. get all the information. So why overcomplicate things? It's so yeah. nice to keep it simple, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. No, I totally agree. And uh, a lot of what we do in homeopathy is actually quite similar to what I was doing before. You know, you're looking, you're looking at the whole person and then you're trying to understand what the underlying cause is and the central essence mm. of that of that of their ailments and that person and, and then you're looking for the thing in nature that most closely matches that that will bring about the healing response and you know in branding you're looking at the whole organism the whole person the whole company and you're looking for those patterns and then you're trying to visualize that into some kind of expression to put out to the world and so homeopaths are kind of naturally good at this anyway um, so they're just, you know, being able to put themselves out there is, yeah, it's a really good thing. And I've, I've certainly in the years that I've worked in homeopathy, uh, you know, I've seen how the profession has changed and how much better homeopaths have got about um, communicating and sharing um, what they're doing and, and, and sort of setting up their, their websites and, and so on. And it's, it's, it's good. It's good. That's what we need. I, I, I love that because this goes back to the original point of how, amazing homeopathy is that with any skill set you can you can use it towards homeopathy so um, listeners will remember Colin Griffith uh, was on a few episodes prior and he used to write classical music and he spoke about the tempo of patients a few weeks ago Tanya Twentyman from New Zealand was on and she was speaking about weaving the fabric to a person's health and here we have yourself speaking about how to to brand things and, and put it together so that it's visually attractive but simple and effective, you know? 
it's really, really nice because it goes back to your point. It reinforces your point, should I say, that whatever your skill set, if you if you haven't just gone into homeopathy immediately, but when you go when you do go into homeopathy, whatever age that is, whatever you've done before is certainly not wasted. Every single skill will come in handy, be it marketing, be it business, be it administration or computer skills. Everything is used, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's nothing. Nothing's wasted in life. It's a continuing journey, and you know you're learning your skills and bringing those skills to bear in all the different things that you do as you um, evolve and, and unfold and develop. Hmm. Manny, I was going to ask you about uh, homeopathy and promoting it itself. What's your take on whether, or should I rather say, is promoting homeopathy? Do you think it's easier now than? It was, let's say, five, six years ago. Is it becoming a bit more easier to talk about homeopathy to the general public? I think so. I think, as you know, I was kind of saying before about when I grew up and how people didn't really know what homeopathy was compared to now. I think there's still, you know, a long way to go to get people to understand some of the fundamental principles of homeopathy, like cures like and the, and the minimum dose and direction of cure. And, and susceptibility and suppression and when when people understand these concepts they they very quickly grasp them and they understand that they are kind of laws of nature they they make sense and then when they realize that that is you know they are at the heart of homeopathy then um that really um engages them uh with 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 homeopathy so you know there's still having people to understanding that homeopathy is natural medicine that's great but this you know this next step of of further um understanding is is tricky on the on the small budgets we have you know there's no billboards advertising homeopathy there's no tv adverts there's no radio adverts promoting homeopathy compared to other industries and the and the pharmaceutical and drug industries you know our our collective budgets are minuscule you know we can't we couldn't even dream of doing a a, a television advert we can't even afford to do a, a sort of full page advert in a in regular magazines or newspapers you know we're on a completely different scale but still you know homeopathy has its um its success it has its followers it has the people that are interested in it and it's growing and growing all the time as as is natural medicine um, i think that I think there's yeah something between 15 and 20 percent growth every year on, on in natural medicine and you just you know look at the look at the boom in in nutrition as well as homeopathy and herbal medicine and all these and all these different lines of natural medicine and i think social media and the world wide web has really allowed individual people to put out their to put out their stool and to explain things and and the, and the better that we get at that then the more people will understand. But homeopathy is also has its detractors. It's not completely simple. There are some elements of homeopathy that are not fully understood by science. And that's difficult for some people who want everything to be fully explained, even though many things on planet Earth are not fully understood by science. No such luck. You know, I think we forget how little we know sometimes. Mm. Um, you know, maybe maybe AI is going to going to help us to unlock um, some more some more of those doors. Either that, or it's going to kick us off the planet. So yeah, one or the other. Eh? We'll, we'll see where it takes us. <laughs> I don't know about AI. 
Okay. <laughs> maybe I've seen too many movies. I don't know. It's one or the other. I wanted to ask you about King Charles, actually, because um, before he was king, Prince Charles was a strong advocate, or is, should I say, has always been an advocate of homeopathy. And um, a few weeks back, Tony Pincus came on from Ainsworth's, and he was talking about meeting the Queen um, and the fact it was the Queen Mother who actually was uh, very pro-homeopathy, and as yes. a result, it went down to her the late Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and her love for homeopathy, and naturally, it was something instilled into the then Prince Charles, who is now King Charles III. Mm, yes. But, um, I know you've met uh, King Charles, haven't you, uh, and spoken to him about homeopathy? Yeah, I've been lucky enough to meet him twice, and um, on both occasions we've talked about homeopathy and he's showed a great interest in the school. I mean, his, his home is not far from here. He's in, he's, Highgrove is in Tetbury. So he kind of knows, knows Stroud and having, having the school in his, in his kind of backyard, I guess maybe that, maybe that made him a bit more interested, but he's, he's definitely very much into homeopathy. I mean, he has, he has a homeopath and he uses, he uses homeopathy and we stay, we stay in communication. It's very, it's very, um, far and few between but i keep him updated with um bits and pieces in the profession and of course he is um patron to the faculty of homeopathy which is the doctor homeopaths um register um so he became patron of them maybe a couple of years ago it could could be longer you know how fast time travels as you mm. get older um so, <laughs> thanks thanks for that yeah thanks very much but no, he's a great advocate of natural medicine and of, of, of homeopathy specifically. And he did set up the, the Prince's Trust of Integrated Medicine, which sadly didn't didn't continue, but it did do a lot of good work uh, when he when when it was running. And mm -hmm. they did, you know, he was um, also helping with some studies into the effects of natural medicine on GP practices that had very good outcomes, showing that those people that that see a natural medicine practitioner are less likely to see their GP, are less likely to take drugs, um, and therefore a great help to the NHS. So not only is it better for them and their health, it's better for everybody else because it frees up the NHS for those emergencies, you know, where you absolutely do need it. If you're in, you know, if you're in crisis, you need, you need the NHS. So, yeah, he's been he's he's been a great advocate, and I think now that he's the king, you know, things are maybe slightly different for him. But I'm sure he's he's still, of course, a strong a strong supporter, and I'm sure he continues to support us. What's uh, what are you working on at the moment? So we're working on a new section of the website that's going to um, that's going to have a load of um, first aid conditions, first aid homeopathy. So it's going to have a list of the most regularly used conditions. And it's basically a massive self-help guide that we're going to be kind of publishing to encourage people to help themselves and use homeopathy, um, uh, use homeopathy more. Um, and we're continuing with the development of our courses, of course, with writing and, and filming and improvements to the online learning system. We're adding a whole kind of social um, interaction uh, element to the online learning system so that you can interact with the community of learners that are online more easily and also with the with the tutor groups yeah there's always there's always exciting stuff going on we've got uh using homeopathy for acutes module that we're also hoping will be out for september so we're yeah we're very good at keeping ourselves uh busy but i like yeah i like to have um 
new projects to do. That's what excites me. I like to kind of innovate and, and have fun working with people and collaborating um, and seeing things happen and bringing things out. That's, yeah, that's what excites me. And then, you know, looking after the students and the teachers and their well-being and making sure that our graduates are the best in the world and that they can go on and, and be successful um, homeopaths with, with thriving careers as big as they, as big as they want them to be. Beautiful. It's the best job in the world, isn't it? Really is. I, yeah, I think working in natural medicine and, um, and being a practitioner is one of the best jobs in the world for sure. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lovely, very rewarding and fulfilling line of work. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that's why we see so many people um, turning to it. It's life changing. Absolutely. Absolutely life changing. Uh, Manny Norland, it's been an absolute pleasure and joy. Um, to get your experiences and insights. And uh, I certainly hope this is, um, I certainly hope that you will be back uh, later this year and we can talk some more. It would be great to get you back and you can give us an update as well on some of the developments and, and what else is going on as far as homeopathy is concerned. But I would also congratulate you on the successes you've achieved. It's just brilliant. You know, it's uh, 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 admirable as well and uh, may it long continue. Bless you, Atty. Thank you for your kind words. And yeah, it's been delightful talking to you. And I hope we've conveyed some interesting points for listeners and made this a, a fun, fun podcast uh, and radio interview to listen to. So yeah, really, thank you very much for having me on. And of course, I'd be delighted to come back some other time and talk some more. And that was my guest for this week, Manny Norland, who is the principal of the School of Homeopathy. That was a really Wonderful conversation indeed, and I'm really looking forward to uh, having Manny back um, in a future episode of the show. I do hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the Homeopathy Health Show. Please do support the show by clicking follow on my socials. Remember, the more exposure the podcast receives, the better for homeopathy around the world. You can find me on Instagram by searching for at like underscore treats like and on both Facebook and TikTok by searching for at Like Treats Like. So let's promote the voice of homeopathy on radio and podcast around the world together. Don't forget to visit me online at www.liketreatslike.co.uk and click on the radio and podcast tab. Here you'll be able to see all the guests that have joined me on the show so far. And of course, you can stream on demand the latest episode to your mobile, tablet or PC. Until next time, stay safe and take care.